With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jerome McGinley has done it again. Stacey scores! Marlo Hammer! I can't give it that story! The play is winning! Marquez, St. Louis, Lakes, turning. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Different Coach, Same Team podcast. podcast, <laughs> podcast. <laughs> oh, man. All right, here we go. We're three games in. Game 85. <laughs> Game 85. Have we changed? All I know is, uh, I mean, it's the same cliche every time. Preseason doesn't mean anything. First week of the season doesn't First mean anything. First games don't mean anything. Yeah. 10 if games doesn't mean anything. 20 games doesn't mean anything. Yeah, if you're Jonathan Hubert, season one doesn't mean anything. <laughs> One whole season doesn't mean anything. <laughs> Nelson Cotter, ah, that one season is yeah, no big deal. Don't worry ah, about it, guys. Yeah, You're going to pay us back that part of your contract? Nah, I'll take that. No, I'll just take that money. It's money's already spent in his Ferrari or whatever. So I think, uh, I don't know, man. It's so far. Um, look, yeah, sure. It's early. And, and um, we've seen some good things and some reasons for concern and the reasons are for concern are the same fucking problems we saw last year under worst coach so i don't know as long as they're having fun and hopefully the fun <laughs> will translate into um some on ice performance in the sense of like dude we saw this how many one goal games was it last year it was it was record setting. plus okay we saw it the the game against washington we seen that Exact same game about 40 times last year. 
So, you know, that's that's a cause for concern. I mean, it's the storyline going into the season. And obviously one of the things that needed to change, but I mean, you did a story after that game and I think you nailed the first three games of the season succinctly for me, which is sure. We're beating an old drum here and it's new. I mean, it's early in the season, but could one of the quote unquote top guys fucking do something? I mean, and then you, and you followed up with, I mean, there's an argument that they're not actually top guys, but then why are they getting paid like top guys? Why does Connor want to go out and give Lindholm another top guy contract? Oh, so, break, yeah. Look, it's it, Daryl hammered this. To, we did too last year. It was like no game breakers. No game breakers. Where are you to break the game? Like, and listen, like we'll talk about Hubert Owen and all that. Like, sure, he's got point per. That's what I keep saying. It's point per game. He's point per game. Well, we've won one fucking game. So yeah, who, ca- who, who cares? We're five hundred. Right? And this was my big thing last year. Where everyone's like, I don't care if you how many points you get. I do not give a shit. Are you helping the team win games? Like, are the why? Why is it against Washington when we have two late power plays? Nothing. Dude. And you you play on three on three. You have two shifts and three on three. Nothing. Shootout. Nothing. That's what we need you for. We need you for those moments. I don't give a shit if you have three points in three games. We need you to win those games right there. That's that's the game for you to 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 break right there. That's your well, job. You see it every year. It's the same across all sports. I mean the the Major League Baseball playoffs. Obviously, they're into the third round of playoffs. But you see it, you watch the wild card chase. Dude, there's teams that miss out by one fucking game. It happened to us last year. Oh, yeah, no fuck. We'll get it on the next one, boys. No big deal. I don't understand how you have supposedly so much value in all these veteran older players that have been around that know that know the gig. Then they should know how fucking important it is. To get a point when it's when there's a point up for grabs. Well, that's what I keep hearing. Oh, first three games. Okay, what if this is the last three games? It's the same thing. It's a game. And I get it. You don't want to put too much stock in because there's a learning program process. There's an adjustment process to the coach. We'll get into Huska. I mean, I've been listening to the post games. So I don't mind what he has to say, but I don't, I'm not, he's not brimming with, he's not making me feel confident like Sutter used to do. At least Sutter knew what he was talking about. I just hope Huska knows. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, it's just like, it's early, but we're seeing. Yeah, it's early, big, but I think, yeah. We're seeing the same problem. Exactly. Already in a small sample size that was the killer last year. So that's cause for concern for me. Yeah, I think it is cause for concern. And people are like, oh, it's, it's three games. But like I said, it felt like game 83, 84, 85. I mean, you know, that's, that's what it looks like too. It didn't feel like, oh, there's these big differences. And, 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 you know, it does kind of crack me up a little bit where like, oh, we're, we're adjusting to a new system, a new coach. Oh, we're, we have to go through this shit again remember how much of the adjustment it was for the first 10 years last year oh they're just adjusting to the system someone's gotta make you know those little um 
whatever diagrams there are where it's like a, a, a circle in time that can repeat Venn diagram. And it's just like this moment leads to this one. Somebody needs, yeah. needs to make one for the coaching, right? Oh, yeah. Well, like it's a new coach. Oh, one. don't yeah. worry that we suck. We're just adjusting. Yeah. And eventually the coach is fired. And so it's all the players fired. All the coaches. It's like that's that system last year that everyone hated and did so poorly. They can't. They can't get away from it. It's so ingrained. They can't embrace this new great system. And that's the thing. Like systems, whatever, like most teams play the same way. There's slight variations. And that's why I think when problems are repeating, so uh, like patterns and problems are so evidently repeating already that it is a little worrisome, you know? Yeah. Well, let's get into the, the main conversation well, yeah. for, for me is because coming into this season, we didn't do a, a preseason, you know, kind of, you know, whatever we would call it, a season preview to, to talk about all the things that need to go wrong. Because, I mean, if you listen to this podcast for any length of time, you already fucking know. It's the same shit that we closed up the last season with. So it's more of like you show us now. Like, yeah. Fuck. But the three main things, the three biggest areas of weakness from last season that are the biggest, three biggest storylines for me in this season is individual performance, uh, a.k.a. Huberto, Goaltending, aka Markstrom, and the goddamn power play. So let's get into that. I think if I don't know this, whatever way this season's going to go is up to those three things. Yeah, I think in that order, Markstrom's look. He's shown signs of looking great. He's also showed signs of fucking weak goals again. Yeah, you've had two, two kind of softies. In Inter- interspersed, interspersed with some great saves, but and that's that's the kicker, right? Because I don't know, it's one of those things where, as a player, yes, you love the interspersement of all the great saves, and then it's hard to blame Markstrom. But when the time when it's timeliness of the goals, too, right? Yeah, it's like the, the Winnipeg one was fine because they still pulled out a win, but it could have went the other way easily. It's like. The guy's standing on his head. You're up. Was it two nothing? No, it was one one nothing. I think it was one nothing at that point. That tied up the game. Yeah. So that and what we're talking about is the the Kyle Connor, Connor who just can that Kyle little Connor. prick just piss off for once? Man, he always seems to burn us, eh? If you um, want to make some money on one of the betting sites, just every time we play the Jets, just double down on Connor scoring us. It's almost a totally. fucking given. But weak goal by Markstrom there, and then he played solid after that. So, like like I said, you know, it's hard to like to get a real read on the performance of Jacob Markstrom. But I will say this: yes, he's shown signs of playing well. But it's those fucking two bad goals. I'm still, I'm kind of confident in him, but not fully. I don't know where you're at with him. But. Well, yeah, it's it's to me, it's just. To see him play really well in that season opener game and essentially win the game for them, they had no business winning that game. They played awful and were terrible. But, hey, big players made some big plays and you won. What a concept. Um, That was really encouraging. But, yeah, I'm still – yeah, we'll see, right? Because – he made some pretty awesome saves in the Pittsburgh game too, The Pittsburgh game, he had had that one unreal save on the penalty kill. I don't know. First, it, it, first the period. thing, the thing that's kind of tied into it, I think, is the goal scoring and is the performance of like Huberto too, because like 
you know, that goal he lets in against Washington that was weak, the tying goal. It's like, well, and the turnover wasn't in the Winnipeg game. Yeah, no one's that, talking about it. No that, one's talking about because you win the game, but yeah, just a behind the back spinning no look backhand pass behind your own net to the other team. Hey, they're getting your creative offensively though. Point per game though. Yeah, like terrible, brutal, but like the thing is like in that Washington game. It's like, why is it too? They outshot them. Like, what were the shots? 30 to 8 when it was tied 2 yeah. 2. Why the fuck isn't it 4 nothing at that point? You know, or 4 1. Exactly. 5 1. It should be, it should be 5 1 by that point if you're out playing them and out shooting them. And like, why can't one of your top guys bury something and put that game away? And it's getting beyond having killer instinct and being come quite evident they just don't have the talent to do that. But to me, that's like, that's the problem more so than, oh, you, they would have been able to squeeze out a 2 1 win if Markstrom doesn't let a crappy goal in. It's like, right. it, it shouldn't have been too, it shouldn't have been too, they shouldn't have had the ability to tie that game up. Yeah. At that point well, in the game. And we've, we've talked about the, about this team. I mean, and, and, this, and is, this is the thing across sports, right? It's just like, which teams have that killer instinct? And it's almost like, We've seen it with this Flames team before. We, you know, that's a good point, right? The the first period of the Washington game, and I guess you're up two nothing. So should it have been three nothing? I guess the problem is, is that you were done after that. You couldn't contribute any more offensively. But when you're when you're you know when you're rolling like that, there's got like you said, there's a lack of that high end talent. Even though we're supposed to have it, but the players aren't showing it. Specific ones, obviously, but. Isn't there a big part of this roster that's supposed to be developing into higher end talent? Like that's the opportunity I see some of these other guys. Like, is Dubé ever gonna turn yeah. into anything better than is he just gonna right. stagnate? He's just, just gonna, gonna be stay a mid guy his whole career. I guess Mangiapani's off was off to a good start. Just didn't have a where was he last game? And then I mean that, that top line of you know, like well, is it a top line? We'll see. I mean, was it Robert? I can't remember his name on Twitter. He made it a little yeah, Bob, you sent it to me. Bobby Munich. <sighs> he puts a little montage of all Huberto's fucking weird ass turnover passes. It's like, bro, you're on a two on one. That was brutal. Two on one. And you're supposed to be like this crazy skilled setup guy. You can even make a fucking pass. Well, tape yeah, tape. see, yeah. <laughs> And I mean, that's the thing with with Huberto is like I, and I'm not trying to be a total dick because like I think he's been okay through three games, and I don't want to. I think there are guys who have been way worse, and we're obviously hyper focused on him because he is. You, you kind of have to be because he's a linchpin in this team. He's the linchpin in this team's success this year. Well, he's making ten point five now, but it's like you know you see him make how many poor plays a game yeah. like that. And I mean, like, I, it probably needs better line mates. He seems like I don't think he has any fucking chemistry with Lindholm. Sure, doesn't seem that way. He doesn't seem to have any chemistry with anybody. Like, do we have to trade for Sam Bennett or what? But like, I just like you. Like, Kuznetsov makes a play in overtime to almost win the game, where he just gets the puck, goes zone end to end, drives the net, cuts right to then almost 
Great save by Markstrom. Like you see the best players in the league doing that. Like I'm watching the Leafs game. I'm like, hey, Matthews is scoring back-to-back hat tricks. Nylander dangerous as hell all the time. Right. Like you see that goal Nylander scored the other night where it's just like he just gets the puck, walks through some guys and just buries it. It was just awesome play. It's like, how come I never see that from Huberto? He's like never dangerous ever. No. Is he? Am I just blind? No, I blinded by my my blinded by my hatred or something. But it's just like he's not one of those players where I mean, no one's quite like McDavid, but McDavid's the prime example of when you're playing him and he gets the puck, you start instantly sweating. Especially when he gets the wheels going. Like when Hubert gets the puck, you're just like, God, what's he gonna do? (laughs) And it, it feels like that, and maybe that's just all mental on his part. And it seems like that's definitely part of it. But it's like anytime, you know, when other teams is like, hey, we need a goal or whatever, they throw their best players over the boards. It's like, hey, here we go. You can feel it coming, right? Like back, you know, when that Gaudreau line was so good that year, it was just like they're out there. They're dominating for two straight shifts. You know they're going to score. It's like every time he jumps over the board, it's just like, yeah, I don't know if anything's going to happen. Probably not, you know. Just, I mean, they obviously that that line does get the go ahead goal late in game one. Yeah, that was a great that was a great goal. Why that, that was, we that need was that's fantastic. what we need. That's exactly what we need from the top line of this team. But the thing is, is like when we're talking about the top line, like that has to be nightly. Exactly, they can't just be once every once every three games, once every five games, once every ten games, twenty eighty games has to be every night. Every night we need to notice you, dude. You make ten point five million dollars. Like, what percentile in the league is he in terms of money making? Top, top, top. The one, one percent. The top one percent. So, why are we sitting here having a fucking conversation three games into the season after we just watched you for eighty two games and the exact same conversation? Where it's just like, bro, you need to drive the bus offensively. Who else is going to drive the bus offensively? Backland? He's, he's, that's not his fucking role. What, the new guy? Coronado? 20 year old. And like, I don't, I don't want to be too like, well, yes, I know. It's, it's just hard, frustrating, man. But it's, it was totally like, frustrating. And I, you know what? Like, I think people, like, guys on the radio and all the media people are like, oh, you can't be frustrated. Yeah. I think, you know what? Like, the reason most of us are frustrated as shit with this guy is that we gave him the benefit of the doubt, right? He signs a huge deal. Signs the biggest deal in franchise history by a a margin of magnitude. And we were behind him for like 60 games. And we gave him the benefit of the doubt. And we just heard kind of, you know, and that's not been reciprocated at all. When's it your turn to give? Come on. (laughs) You know? And sure, he leads, he like, if you look at the numbers, he leads the team in hiding your through three games and in, in hiding your scoring chances. He's been shooting more than he probably he's he leads the team in scoring chances overall. I think he leads them in, in shot attempts. That's great. He leads them in shots. That's great. Or he's like second in shots or something. That's great. But like we're we've won one game. Yep. So you, well you should have I don't know. You probably should have lost to Winnipeg. Yeah absolutely should have. But, then, but like, uh, if he's making plays like that and we win games, that's what we need. Exactly. I mean, the Pittsburgh game, that one's 
That one sucks. That one sucks again, but it's like, why is it one nothing? It it shouldn't be it shouldn't be one nothing. And you know what? Like a lot of a lot of mistakes lead yeah. to that. But you know, like I don't know. Like I heard Huskata, oh well, those are just mistakes, and I agree, like those are bad mistakes, but it's like that's what your top players are there for, you know? Yeah. Because mistake mistakes yeah. are gonna happen every single game, every single night. Yeah, you're playing against the world's best hockey players. You're like, always going to make a mistake. 100%. You know? So it's just like you you watch that third period where Sid and, and Malkin take over the game. And you're like, why can't our fucking guys do that once in a while? Yeah, these guys are fucking... These guys are pushing 40. Legit, they're pushing 40. Ovechkin yeah. pushing 40. They're, they're still like, yeah, let's beat you now. It was like, is why it can't like, why can't we capitalize on mistakes? Is it, is it just one nothing still? No, let's win the game right now. Yeah, next five, next two shifts, five straight goals. Um, on a back to back. Yeah, third period. Of, third yeah. period, third of, period of a back to back. You should the have the advantage. Absolutely shit canned. Yeah. yeah, but I don't know. Like you said, I I mean, you summed it up pretty well actually with the the PTSD thing. Yeah. If is it PTSD if it's still happening? Because pe- people are like watching that game, going, "Oh, I'm getting flashbacks to last year." I'm like, "This is so far just feels like a continuation of last year." Yeah, that's all it's been. Like, I mean, so, in, Pitt- in Pittsburgh, you you I think shot attempts. The Flames it was like two to one. It was like the Flames had the puck most of the night, and I mean and then, they they put up more dangerous scoring chances. I think I guess that's the encouraging thing is that. The last two games haven't just been you've had the puck all night and not created. They, they've actually been creating some scoring chances, but converting them. And again, that was a problem last year. Finishing. It, it wasn't just like everyone was just like, oh, it's always they're just taking so many shots and they're all such poor quality shots. It was like it was that sometimes, but they couldn't finish. The only guy on the team who really finished with any regularity was not on the team anymore. Well, finish finishing. The fully finishing is a collective issue for this team, just based in in skill set alone. Coleman is Coleman. Backlund and Coleman create a lot of scoring chances. Mangiapane too. They don't finish very well. They, it's it's always been a problem. So that's why, again, so important. What this comes down to is the Flames need their top line to be a top line. That's it. What do you think? Like. You you brought up, brought up the Lindholm thing. Are these just gonna stay together? Like yeah, I don't like, know. Because yeah, if finishing is is one of your main issues, which it is. I mean, we scored how many goals against the Jets? Three. They were five, going in. Five. Yeah, five. They were going in. You scored lots of goals on a hell of a one of the best goal defenders in the league. Two goals from defensemen or three. So it's just like when you don't have, I mean, Daryl was stressing this. Maybe that's why Huberto got so butthurt two weeks in. Um, when you don't have the elite finishers that you can rely on, because I mean, we're still in that boat. It's just like, yeah, okay, the game's tied late. Geez, I don't know if we can score. Like, who's going to do it? It's not like, on a lot of teams, like, okay, fuck, we need to fully to get one here, man. Or just put McDavid out there, like, start yeah. double shifting. Start double shifting, let's go. Or fucking just draw a penalty. Through the others, but 
if that's not the case, then you got to like, you got to do it the way Seattle does it. You got to do it, you know, as a whatever it's by committee. By committee. That's what I'm looking for. Thank you. You got to do it by committee. You got to work together more. And I think maybe that's what Huska's. We'll see. I, I'm I'm not drawing any conclusions with him yet. Um, as far as I'm concerned, he's got a real, you know. But he's got a lot on his plate here. Jeez. I'll give him a decent-sized runway to get to get things kind of a momentum built up with what he's trying to do there. But I don't know. Like you – I guess same thing with you, bro. Like maybe – okay. I'll ask you this. Uh, does Huber look Huber look better in his first three games than he did last season? In the first few if, games, I, I think if you, if you take the average of what he was last season, yeah. where do you think he's better in the first three games of the season? I slightly. think maybe slightly. And I think that's more because he looked pretty good on the power play in a couple of those games. Okay, so then if that's the case. Then that's a positive sign. Yeah, and and if that's also the case, if you just came off a shit season like you just did, maybe it takes you some time to heat up. But I do think you point out a good a good point is who's this guy's chemistry with? It's it's very odd that he like I don't know the thing that I can't figure out what kind of player he is 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 what's so weird to me. You know what I mean? Like we've watched him for 80 plus games. I still don't really know what his strengths are as a player. And like, who do you put him with? He's played with every single centerman on this team. So I think you just leave him with Lindholm and you just hope they can find something. Like I was kind of like, oh, maybe you put him with Dubé. That's a guy who plays like Sam Bennett or Duclair. It's like straight lines. They need somebody to drive them. If you notice this, they don't have anybody who's like going to the net. That's what Huberto really needs. Maybe you should play with Coleman. Somebody. Like just go to the net. net. Coronado? Hey, man. I think at some point you have to try those two together. But it's like you kind of – I think that's one thing I have picked up on Huberto's game. It's like he just – he seems to put pucks to areas, you know, to the center of the ice. The Flames don't have a lot of guys going to the center of the ice. It seems to me, anyways. Who did he play with in Florida? Well, in the year he had a career year, he played with Bennett, who was at center, and Anthony Duclair. Hmm. And, I mean, (laughs) it's funny, Bennett plays as center. He's a much better player, eh? Meanwhile, we're like, no, we're going to play him on Jankowski's wing. Better idea. Dude. Jankowski played center over to Sam Bennett. It's crazy. <laughs> so I don't know. Does he need players who just like, I don't know. I don't know what he needs. He just needs to be better. Yeah. He needs to make the players around him better. Exactly. Like, otherwise, I think we're fucked. We're totally fucked. Like, if he, if he can't hit that gear that everybody's waiting for him to hit, there's no way we make the playoffs. Is there? No. Because I, like I think you I think you saw it last night against Washington. We're gonna have trouble scoring goals. We need someone to push the envelope on a nightly basis. And sure, you're always gonna have those games where oh yeah, we scored five goals, everybody chipped in yeah. by committee. 
but you're going to have a, the majority of the higher percentage of games than those where you need your offensive drivers to, to set the pace, set the tone and win games for you single-handedly. You know, totally. like, like, well, especially like, in today's league, like it's like, that's what it is. Now the good teams have star players who do that every night. Yep. I mean, think of Johnny Gaudreau. Like when the, the nights that he went off, he wins you 10, 12 games a season. Easily. John, Johnny does. You stick him with some other elite players or even highly talented paid players. Now you now that though that combination or trio is gonna win you 18 to 20 games themselves. But you know, you look at this roster. And it's just like, fuck. They need to do it by committee every fucking night. Seems what it's, what it's looking like to be. And that's why the power play was so frustrating last year. That's why we were kind of excited to start the season because it was actually looking good. Um, I actually missed the, the third period against the Caps. Yeah, it sure didn't look good in the third period. Holy shit. Last night. But yeah, but for what I can hear is they had two or three power play opportunities and, and two late. Yeah, late, late in the third. So, like, you know, how we opened up, it's still early, but you're still seeing the problems that haunted us last year playing out already three games in. So, it's both. There's cause for concern, but, yes, it's early. There's still time to right the ship. And, man, if it is just stuff that's ingrained, if it's if it's lack of offense that's been ingrained from Daryl and it's, it's like hangover, you know, yes, they're going to need some time, but they don't have – you don't have the luxury of time. time. You need to snap out of it and fucking that's why you need like these top guys to lead the lead the bus. Well, and again, like you we said this, we've wind up with this before. It's like it's it's frustrating when it's veteran guys, you know. Well, especially because there's so much emphasis on fucking all these signings. Yeah. Like like codger has been the worst player on the team, and it I, it's not even been close. He's been so bad. He's been horrendous. Still a bit of a puck hog, eh? A little bit, eh? Fuck. So that's annoying. Because again, that was a thing that was annoying last year. It's like a hey, veteran team. Why are they having such a fucking hard time doing the simplest shit? Well, these, you know? now these are your two year top six guys we're talking about now. And it's not even like it's like God just been shit. Like dog shit. He's it's, team worse in every metric, he's team worse. And it's so, like so bad. So it's not even like, oh, we're not getting the offensive production. No, he's been dog shit. He's your second line center. And quite frankly, he was not great last season. He had a couple of stretches where he was playing great, but fuck. That's a problem. Home retirement contracts for a reason, probably. I mean, after three games of Lindholm's play, and obviously the Mark the Mark Shifley signing. <laughs> How does this guy warrant what he's apparently asking for? I don't know how he warranted it in the first place, but I don't know what he's smoking. He's probably kicking himself for turning down seventy two million in the summer, although that's probably still on the table. Yeah. Right more now. Well, I mean, like. You know what? I've been kind of critical of Conroy taking this patient approach. I think now that you have taken this approach, you play this out until the trade deadline. Oh, yes, 
Because if Lindholm's like, yeah, you know what? That 72 million does sound pretty good right now. I'd be like, fuck no. Let's see what you got the last half of the season. Yeah. And, you know, to be honest, like, if you think about how highly valued things are at the trade deadline, you look at Lindholm's salary, prorated, it's like a million dollars. A team could fit him in. If you if you retained 50% of Elias Lindholm at the trade deadline, that's costing a team half a million dollars. That's that's insane. That is insane. What you could get for that is mind-blowing. So let's just let that let's just let that play out. Hey, maybe him and Hubert are great together. You drive up that trade value. Let it play out, Conroy. But yeah, he hasn't been he hasn't been great himself either, Lindholm. Well, you know, three games. I mean, one of those games he scores the game winner late, clutch. So maybe we're being too hard on these guys, and we probably are. But, eh. I mean, the bar is fucking high. It was just like, yeah, especially after all we heard all summer, and it was just kind of like everyone's whining about the coach. Would it have killed you to come out with like three really inspired games of play for the fans that you disappointed last year? You know? Well, they had a really great period against Washington and all that. I mean, look, the hockey as a whole hasn't been terrible. Been okay. Um, they're, was, they, listen, they're way, way faster, for sure. There's been some good things. There's been a few great things. I mean, the first period against Washington was great. The power play at times has looked way better. So, I mean, there's... There's areas of their game that show a bit of promise. Coronado gets his first. What a shot. Holy shit. Fuck, that was nice, dude. This guy, um, was he 18? Is he 19? 20. He's 20? He's 20? Those college years? Because, dude, did make a jump from college to the NHL? I mean, they play like 30 fucking games, don't they? Yeah, it's crazy. So I've been pretty fucking impressed with him because that's a hard jump to make. And what I really like about Coronado is the little, the little plays, you know, because if you watch him make the little tiny plays, he's making slick plays and very smart plays that again, you're on the upper echelon of players that think the game that way. And so once his adjustment period happens, and I mean, he's already got a fucking what is scoring a second goal, second, any, well, second third game. NHL game, but yeah, but it's really a second NHL game. This guy's legit, man. If he can stay healthy and continue to adjust to the NHL game in speed and size as quickly as he already has been, I think he could score 20 goals this year. Yeah, for sure. I think he could have like kind of like a Monaghan rookie, rookie campaign type thing. Monaghan had, so, what, like 23, 22 or something, 24? So maybe he's part of this committee where it's just like, maybe he wins you six games. But he's got to be, I don't know, man. Like I did, I, like I said, I missed the third period against the Caps. I missed watching the power plays. But I have seen the power plays as of late and some of the highlights, and it's just like, I know they're trying to funnel through Huberto more which is probably better than trying to funnel through Anderson. 
<laughs> but man, he's his passes, his pass completion rate is just like, especially in the last two games, not good. Well, I know that's right. That's what's very annoying and weird for what the guy who was supposedly the best we, you know, and I just guess unfair of us to think he's going to be an analog for Gaudreau, but it's just like, how many passes did he make a game that actually get on that are on the tape that are completed? Well, Seems let's, like, hope it's, let's hope it's better because in the last couple of games, not many. Well, yeah, there was like that. The two on one was bad. There's just so many like forced passes where it's like, what are you doing? You know, and I guess that's maybe his game. He gets stuff through into areas, but. I'd sure like to see the guy hold on to the puck a lot more. That's why I just it's still mind boggling. Talked about that a lot. I just he gets the puck and it's he doesn't. It's like he gets rid of it as soon as he possibly can. It's really it's, weird. I don't understand. I wonder if that's a confidence thing. Probably possibly, but yeah, I don't know. the The power play looked really good against the Jets. Yeah, it looked really good. Like they they were they played terrible five on five, but goaltending was solid other than the Connor goal and the power play was dangerous as shit. Like he made that pass to Coronado. That almost was his first goal. That was a great, that was a great yeah. look. It looked really good. It looked very lackluster last night against Washington. The one thing they're doing that is annoying me. And Daryl did this too, is like taking the top unit off way too fast. If they don't get a good look, it's like last night, like 30 seconds in, the power play is like the second unit's on. And yeah. you know, like I think okay, if Huberto's not gonna be a difference maker offensively five on five, like he's gotta be on the power play. And what's he gonna do in 30 seconds? Like just leave him out for the whole fucking power play. I wonder if part of the power play not looking very good against the caps is the caps, they're very aggressive, you know. Oh yeah. And so maybe they weren't prepared for that going into the game. And that's the other thing, too. The yeah. first the first two, three weeks of the season, everybody's feeling each other out. Yeah. Nobody, nobody's doing much game prep to combat the other team because there's not a like, game tape available yet. So everybody's just kind of just rolling with their own things. You know, when you get into the second, third, and so on months of the season, there's more of a game plan for who you're playing against. Yeah. And, you know, the Flames would know, okay, these guys are super aggressive on the on the PK, here's our way to combat that. They probably weren't prepared for that. So maybe that was kind of the you know a reason why yeah. the power play wasn't as good last night. And again, it's just like, yeah, we're, we're three games in. Can't get too excited either way. But but I think Coronado has to be utilized as much as possible on the power play. Obviously, you don't want to you don't want him to be too obvious, the go-to guy, even though. I think he can get the shot off in very small corners and tight spaces. So, you know, everybody knows that Ovechkin's a trigger guy on the power play. You still can't fucking stop it. So, I don't know. I would just like to see the progression of the power play really heavily utilize Coronado because I think he has the potential to be a game breaker in that situation. So, I really would, you know, that's going to be a, a storyline for me is watching his progression, especially on the power play. And how they utilize him, and hopefully, you know, he can be a weapon in some of these late games, like like last night. One thing, one adjustment I would like to see on the power play is, is getting Kadri off unit one. Sorry, I 
I, I, you know what? I would put Sharon Govich there because I don't know what you thought of him. I think he's been pretty underwhelming, but I forgot he was on the team. Yeah. <laughs> the guy has a wicked, he's probably, according to the, the scouting reports, and I mean, he had a shot in the shootout last night that drilled off the bar, but you got to utilize that shot. Like, get him, get him on the power play. And what is, what is Kadri doing on the power play other than hogging the puck and floating shots that miss the net by five feet? He's on their fucking planet, dude. He is. Where is he? Joking, man. Like, what game are you playing in? Like, how many times, how many times is he? I, I posted all his stats yesterday. Again, he's team worse in possession, team worse in shots against, team worse in expected goals, team worse in on ice high danger chances against. How many times has the guy been did offside you, already in three years? Did you tag him? Like a hundred. Did you tag him in that post? Probably should have. Not like you're gonna read anyways, but maybe. He's been offside like five times a game. The NFL season is going strong, and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking up new customers with an offer that's even stronger. Bet five bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets. DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener every game day this October. So get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That code is THPN. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for a problem gambling. Call 888-789-QUADRUPLE-7 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas? 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Back to the show. On the on the flip side, his his line mates, his I guess his line was better last night. He was playing Rzichka. So... What's the over-under that Rizichka and Dewar tally more goals than Hugo and Kadri this year? <laughs> and I'm not even fucking kidding. What's the over-under that Matt Phillips and uh, oh, Sean Monahan outscore yes. Kadri? Yeah, 100, 100%. <laughs> 100% to 1. Wasn't it funny? Like, everyone knew that was going to happen, eh? Oh, yeah. Well, this is the Flames we're talking about. We've been watching it. Anybody who watched this I for a totally was going to lay a bet down, and I totally forgot. But, like, everyone was, like, everyone was laying bets down that Phillips was going to score tonight or or yesterday. Like, everyone. Because you knew it was going to happen. Yeah. Good for I'm, him. I, I'm so happy for him, dude. You score your first so NHL stoked. against your hometown team that just fucking fuck, told you to fuck off, basically. Hockey's incredible. Most even mad. If anybody's going to score my little BM, what do you think of Kudis nuts off breakaway goal? Should there be I, a time limit I, on these? Things? I don't know. Like, okay, like I have mixed thoughts on this because obviously when I'm watching it, I'm like, you fucking piece of shit. You know? When it's happening to my team, and then everyone's like, "Oh, they need to make a rule that it like doesn't." And it's like, 
they keep making shootout rules that like when players come up with like creative ways to score, they're like, oh, we've got to get rid of that. You know, like they don't let them do the spinorama anymore. Um, this is kind of like, hey, if guys figure out ways to score, I think that's good for dude. I, for would, the game. I would like to see people try and do what he did. Do you know how hard that is? I don't think he's making it easy on himself by coming in that slow to you. I mean, it's you incredibly have- difficult. You have to be pinpoint accurate. Yeah, exactly. Like you, and you've seen Pat Kane. Like everyone's like, "Oh, Kuznetsov is pioneering." I've seen Patrick Kane do that like four hundred yes. times ten years ago, and yeah, it was you awesome. Hear that. Yeah, you might hear that. So I think but it's I, fine. I but think, yeah, I don't know if it's, I, if, it's if annoying. We Mike, if we had Mike Smith in that, oh yeah. Mike Smith would have at least fake poke. Killed if you him. see him coming down. Poke, exactly. That's what I said. Poke check. God damn. Or or you fake poke check because yeah. he's waiting for you to he's waiting for you to poke check. But whatever. I think it's good cool. Kind of miss Mike Smith sometimes. Oh god, I don't either. <laughs> I, I think I think to... here's what I here's what I miss. I miss instead of like, oh, we lost three two because Marshall had one bad goal and we can't score. I miss winning like six five. Because we scored six and Smith let in four bad goals. That's what I miss. It's so bad. Eh? It's like, oh, he let in five bad goals. Whatever. We're going to still win in five goals in the third period and come back. No big deal. Geo just blasting bombs from the point to score like the sixth and seventh goal. That was fun. That good. Eh? That goal scoring goals. Anyways, yeah, I don't know. It seems like I'm all down in the negative dumps, but it is. It's kind of like it's like a trigger, you know. You see these things. What are you supposed to do? Every Plus. everything that everything that like the red flags that everybody was whining about so much were made not like incredibly evident, but an evident enough that it's like fuck in the first three games. At least there's no loot teach. Oh, thank Christ, dude. That's what always grounds me. I think the last three games when I find myself getting pissed off, I'm like, yes, oh, same. who's this fast fourth line? Oh, yeah. Right. Like the moving on from Lucic and Lewis and just the difference in speed and pace yeah. is. No, oh, it's incredible. Yes. Yeah. I thought Greer has actually been a pretty nice little pickup. He's been pretty yeah, good. Well, he almost, yeah, he almost scored early. Yeah, in the, in the Winnipeg game. And Washington, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, what a delight that is. I don't have to see. <laughs> well, and <laughs> 10 minutes a night of that slow. And I also tweeted this after the Winnipeg game is. It was refreshing to not see the boat anchor, Milan Lucic, clamoring all over the ice, doing nothing. So for turning the puck over <laughs> with ease. But. Not seeing him in the final five minutes, <laughs> the final three minutes, and the Dude. final two two minutes of the hockey game when the fucking the game is tied. Dude, if that was last year, we wouldn't have won that game because instead of Manji Pony Huberto and Mon and Lindholm on the ice, you know who would have been on the ice. We know who would have been on the ice, your fourth line. But I went back and I watched the last five minutes of that game. The top line had a shift and they got off the ice around the three and a half minute mark. And then Huska did not roll four lines. He went with the back on line and the Kadri line. And then he came right back with the Lindholm line. He put your best 
quote unquote top line out for the final shift of the game and they fucking score it. And not only that, the Jets were caught on an icing call. And there was plenty of times you see it in an 82 game season where plenty. It was like the norm. It was like every time. And Daryl just fucking, man, I'm just going to keep rolling him. That was so frustrating. A lot of our frustration from last year was his bench management, or it could be correlated to bench bench management. He was the guy that elected to roll the same fucking lineup and players and whatever, right? But so that was that was nice in game one because you're you won the game based on coaching decisions, obviously, and obviously what the, the players did. But who put them out there? Where they weren't out there in the previous year, right? And maybe that's plays into Jonathan Huberto's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was gonna say. You know, it's like if you can foster his, that, because you know, yeah, like probably what you've heard from Huberto. And listen, I think I think we're all over underestimating the fact he's thirty and he's gonna crater, and he's probably cratering sooner than you expected him to. But you know, you've heard people say this is like he's probably questioning why Florida decided to dump him and like I'm not the guy I suck I'm a loser and you know you got Daryl telling you that all season and never putting you in positions to succeed to be fair though when he did he stunk last year anyways but if you can kind of like okay you're the man let's go like here yeah make the big play you're in the you have the opportunity to make the big play foster that and maybe he does kind of start to come around a little bit yeah a lot of it's like expectation if you expect the coach to put you out in those situations versus not, you feel better about yourself, then you can believe you're the go-to guy, and then that makes a shift internally. Like all these things can be a factor. I think again, like Ryan Huska is also a storyline for me. It's his first year as a coach, head coach. He's been with the organization for a long time. But he is in control of the reins. It's going to be interesting to see how he, as the head coach, makes adjustments throughout the season. Because Daryl did not have any adjustments, ever. He was one one recipe guy. This is how we're doing it. We're going to do it for the, for the rest of eternity. And obviously, it's, he's had success operating that way in the past because he's just driving it in, driving it in, driving it in. And eventually, everybody buys in. It works. We Nobody bought – well, not nobody, but we didn't have full buy-in last year. And the players pretty much decided, no, we're not going to do it this way. So, I don't know, big storyline for me, Huska, too. Right, yeah, throw that and, in there. Yeah, I don't it, think he's can win and lose you games like you know the the players in the power play, but it's going to be interesting. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see like if this does get off the rails, how a younger coach responds. But I do think that is a factor in this. Is that in a positive way? Is like okay through three games, some things aren't working. I kind of feel like he'll be able to adjust those things and hopefully get them working or at least try to get them working instead of being like, no, fuck this. We're doing it this way. We're rolling four lines. If Lucic can't score. A Jonathan game. Huberto, Hub- Lucic is playing on your goddamn wing and you better like it. The other. um, Yeah, exactly. 
So what do you think of Markstrom so far? I mean, we opened up with him. You've seen kind of both. Where are you leaning towards with him right now? Has the improvement? Oh, man. Can we put him in the improvement category so far? I would say he's like stepped up and answered. But still a big question mark, right? Yeah. I, I think it's the same with Huberto. It's like, well, it's not quite the same because he had like, he's had some like unbelievable moments and he wins you that game against the Jets. But I guess he had a bad goal there. It's kind of like Huberto, right? Where it's like, sure, there's like signs, but it's also like the concerns are still valid, I think. Were you kind of expecting to see Vladar play? I thought he would play against Washington. So did I. And what I saw was Markstrom again for the th- third season or fourth season. This is their fourth season of Markstrom. Yes. Right? Season four. Yep. For the fourth. No, this is yes, four. I'm sorry. For the fourth consecutive season. Here I am early in the season being like, why are they still going yeah, to him every totally. fucking night? I know. So as of right now, it's a hundred pieces on pace to play a hundred percent of the games. If Vladar starts the next game, he's on he's on pace to play Markstrom's on pace to play 75% of the games. You know, I if, yeah. if we're sitting here preseason saying, okay, it makes sense to split it up 65-35, then Vladar should have started the third game. I wish they would just have a schedule and stick to it because you, you're always going to get caught in this trap of like, oh, well, Markstrom's playing hot. Oh, we need to like, you know, there's always going to be an excuse to play him. Let's play him until he fucking has an injury. And like, yeah, exactly. And like tires out like he always does. Um, And I don't know about goalie psychology or whatever, but like, I really feel like it would benefit. It was, yes. it was me anyways. I was a goalie. It was like, hey, here's this plan for the Get week. The or like, here's or the like... like, here's some sort of plan of where we want you to play and you to play. Like, no, I don't know. And if you're Vladar, like, get him on a weekly basis. Like, yeah, like, it. you you need Vladar to bounce back as much as you need Markstrom to bounce back, too. Like, shit, you got to get him going. Both your goaltenders should be in a rhythm, in a rhythm. It's just like, can't wait. How many weeks until we see Vladar? Yeah, like, is so, it going to be like last year where I was like, oh, we haven't seen him for two months. Go in. Good luck. Markstrom. What would you say? Improved? I think, he's Im- I think he's improved. Slightly. Still big His save mark, percentage though. is still sub 900. Um, He's but, giving you a chance to win, though. That's all you can ask, right? Yeah. And to me, like, the games that you lost are more on... or You didn't lose any games because of him. I guess that's an improvement. Boy, is it. You still haven't won any games because of Huberto, though. <laughs> True. So maybe he hasn't improved. Three on three. I missed the three on three. How do you look on three and three? He didn't do jack shit in three on three. They well, looked like they, they looked like the exact, and that's why everyone is so like that Washington game was exactly what we saw. Three on three. I don't even know if they had a scoring chance. I don't think they did. Did they even have a shot? It was just like the same what, what passive. Were the, uh, what were the combos? They went Huberto Lindholm and first Anderson. and Anderson. Then they went Kadri Rzichka and I think Weir. Why Kadri? Yeah, I don't I do not know. And the shootout. Oh, fucking the shootout. The shootout. 
We've seen Fuck. Dubé and Monge money. Together. Yeah, I know. And it's then not it was the things that worked in the past. Yeah. And then they Makes did ba- Backlin Mangipani. Not bad. And I don't know who the D man was. Might have been Tanev. I got a bone to pick up with the D pairings before we go too. Um, and then the final pairing, I think Hubert only, I think he had maybe two shifts with Lindholm, maybe one shift with Lindholm. But the last pairing was Lindholm and Backlin. So it went away from the Huberto thing. And then that, to put Kadri in the shootout, I think is ridiculous. Was um, Huberto passing to their team, setting them on breakaways? <laughs> no, so it wasn't. Not even joking. He didn't do a spinorama okay. between the legs pass to set up a breakaway. So, hey, improvement. What a shit show that was last year, man. Dude. Remember that screenshot from that LA game? That was incredible. Yeah, all alone in front. You can't even see a LA King body he, anywhere in the he's screen. He's got his ass to the net. Yeah, stick and puck between his legs doing God knows what. <laughs> oh, buddy, what are you doing? I don't know, man. When I watch him, I'm like, does this guy even want to play hockey anymore? It's really weird, man. Because usually, like, you know, when you're talking about upper echelon players, these guys are propelled by greatness. Like, they just want to be great. Like, Connor McDavid wants to beat you. He wants to be the best player on the ice. It's very apparent. I just don't really see that with you, real. I'm I'm straight up curious. Does he even want to play hockey still? I, mean, I guess he does because he's I don't know. Just signed well, up. Well, fucking... th- I think this is what you really want out of your out of your top player, and this is why we love Kachuk so much. Is like when the game's on the line, who wants the puck? Yes, who wants those to be are those guys? Ice. And it's like Huberto never like again like he seems to never want the puck, which is odd. But you know, it's like in those big moments. It's like you see Chuck sitting on the bench and he's like foaming at the mouth like a fucking animal. Dude, Get me out like, there. I will, I will never forget that Nashville game. I don't know which one it was out of the fucking eight crazy games we saw. No, it was, it was the one where he, It was the Halloween back. game. They were down. Nashville scored a late goal and it panned to the bench and everybody looked like fucking it was, everybody was giving up. And then Chuck was on the very end like he usually is with his leg hanging over the board. He was fucking... Look at dog frothing at the mouth, just chewing on his mouth guard, mound on. He's like, I'm gonna fucking tie this up. That's what he was thinking. And then I think he did tie it up, didn't he? Of course he did. And then he fucking squirted like between her between the legs. Like, what is going on in Hubert's mind half the time? <laughs> I don't know, French stuff. We're probably working on his book. <laughs> That's what you want of your top guys, you know, and and like not everybody's built like that, but no, but like, fuck, man, you're not going to win if you don't have those guys. And maybe it's unfair to, to put so much expectation on him, but. Oh, I mean, it's not, he's the guy, but when you're making that kind of money, it's the territory. Like, what did he think when he signed that big contract? That he was going to be good? Probably. He was talking about Lindholm was going to score 50 goals last year. Yeah. Anyways, I'm I'm not like, – I'm, uh, I'm, I'm fine with where he, how he's been so far. It's better – he's and, been – it's better than him being 
absolute dog shit through three games anyways. And, yes, and I'm, and I'm not, and I'll still be patient. But it's because of the, the PTSD that hasn't ended yet. Like you said, is it still, is it actually post-traumatic stress disorder if you're still going through the trauma? The trauma never actually ended. <laughs> so it is, we'll see. What's These deep pairings are weird. I don't like this at all. Well, the Tanev was with... Uh... Tanev's with Gilbert. What are you doing? Come on. Tanev's on the third pairing. Give me a break. You're your best defenseman? He's the best defenseman on the team, and it's not even close. What are you doing? But that was one for one game? No, it's been all three. He played with Osterley in the first game, which was a disaster. Um, And then he's played with Gilbert against Pittsburgh and Washington. So I'm not sure what the angle is here. Um, I feel like I've spread it around, whatever. Like you, to me, you had two elite pairings. Well, one elite pair. Weger and Tanev was a, an elite pairing. I guess they yeah. want. I I don't like this Zadorov. Everyone's like, oh Zadorov and we Zadorov is Zadorov. For as much as I like how much he hits in the offensive flair he provides, he's a third pairing defenseman, and that's what he should be. And Uyghurs, Uyghur and Tanev are both top pairing guys, and yeah, neither ladies. neither of them are playing top pairing minutes. And Anderson and Hannafin is a perfect second pairing. It's just all yeah. out of whack to me. Agreed, yeah. Well, how much ice time is Tanev getting? Yeah, not as much as he should. And maybe no, that's, that's uh, a... we don't want him to get hurt, but yeah, maybe he's nursing something. Could be, but because like he's a guy that chew, he eats fucking minutes for lunch. Eats minutes for breakfast, gets up and rolls out of bed and starts eating minutes. Slubs him between his two teeth he's got. Eats pieces of shit like you for breakfast. Like he should be, like he'll eat up a clean 18 minutes of hockey on a nightly basis. Clean. Mistake free hockey. And it's like he's on the, I've seen him on the ice like for quite a few goals. He's out there with like guys giving the puck away. He's like, he's in position. Yeah, he's, he's fine. You know, he was on the ice for Phillips's goal. There's a lot of bad plays on that on that goal. He's on the ice for a bad goal against Pittsburgh, or they turn the puck over. So like you've got your best defenseman in in a place where I wouldn't have him. Yeah, true. Good point. Like you already mentioned the fourth line. Very refreshing to see. I think it's nice. This is what your fourth line should do. Not be a boat anchor and fucking turn the puck over every time around the ice, but actually generate energy and scoring chances and like maybe get the odd goal here and there. Yeah, you'd like to see him maybe start contribute a bit more. I think I don't know, it's kind of weird. Like I I feel like the guys in the fourth line, I feel like they should be playing more. Yeah. Like I think Greer and Dewar should have more minutes and Sharon Govich too, based on what we've seen from I Rizichka's been he's showing some signs, but I think Dubé is kind of leaving. I guess he scored last night. But I don't know if I've seen enough from Dubé, you know, like I, I would be giving that fourth line a bit, a few more minutes just because I think Dewar's like, I, I would like to see Dewar play with like Coleman and, and Backlund. Like, I think that's a, I think he's a good enough player. That would be a nice line. I, I think you need, I, I, I don't know what they're doing with Sharon Govich. Like, I don't think he's, he's definitely left something to be desired, but like we're talking about the goal scoring, you need goals. So 
if you've got a guy with a shot like that and a skill set that he has, like I think you have to find a place for him where he's playing more than 10 minutes a night on the fourth line. Agreed. But who do you have down there? I guess you just kind of cycle between Walker. I'm not Walker, sure. Walker, I guess. maybe Rasichka and just, I don't know. I guess it's one of the things that, you know, speaking of making adjustments, we'll sit to see what Huska does. Yeah. Have we seen, was there any new lineups today to report? I haven't new, seen uh, anything today. Okay. I don't, I don't believe so. You got Buffalo coming up. You got uh, Columbus. God, you know we're not. You know we're not. You know we're not winning this. against Columbus. Have they won a game yet this season? I think they won once. Probably the toughest of the next three opponents is Buffalo. So I'm going to say they win Buffalo, they lose to Columbus, and they lose to Detroit. <laughs> hey, uh... I, I I didn't bet on the first game. I bet against the Flames in game two and three. So I'm up. Um, I went to double down on the Caps when the Flames were up 2 nothing, but then my app froze. That would have been a nice little payday. Yeah, that's sweet. What do you think of the Oilers sucking out of the gate? Well, I was feeling good about it, but they destroyed Nashville tonight, so it's a little... Yeah, that eight one, that losing two games to the Canucks was quite satisfying, though. Yeah, yeah it was quite delicious. Eh? Yeah, and it How about made me... David? I mean... Whining Jesus. after game one. What, what what's he gonna what what like does he fuck dude? Like what is his problem? He's such a fucking baby. That's just why this is my problem with him. Like, have you uh, Bedard Mania? Like Connor Bedard is so much more likable than Connor McDavid. It's it's unbelievable. Yeah, he's know? actually cool. He's actually a cool guy. He's cool, a nice guy, he doesn't fucking whine every night. Like, could you imagine? Like, I'm just thinking here. Would you want to hang out with Bedard? Absolutely. Would you want to hang out with Connor McDavid? Can you imagine watching a game with Bedard? Like, it'd be so fun. It would be interesting. Like, mm. McDavid would be the last guy picked on personality. Absolutely. God, he's so unlikable. He's like a tattletale in school. <laughs> like, this, and like, if you missed it, they Demko was sick, so Vancouver pulled him in the 8 1 drubbing. He was like barfing in his mask and shit. And McDavid was upset because he thought they oh, yeah. pulled, he, pulled him because he was it's like, oh, they were getting cocky. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it's kind of he, weird move to pull your yeah, goalie. Yeah, yeah. I was upset. Uh, we were on the losing end of an 8 1 game. Such a f- loser. What a fucking loser. Hey, who's the reporter, eh? Asking that. So, were you upset uh, some of the coaching decisions? I've never seen that one oh, before. I've never seen that. that. Yeah, that one's interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You should do a full report. They should change some rules. Oh, and then the power play. Like, rolling power play one out. Yeah, power oh, play one. Some yeah when are you on the ice trying to get your 190th point of the game when it's 10-1? Exactly. And you're celebrating like you won the cup, you dumb loser. <laughs> and then um, I can't remember who it was. I think it was the Sportsnet crew. Might have been the accent. If it was, I'm not, if it wasn't, I'm not sure. But if it was BX, then he was making the point of, yeah, okay, nice comment. But like, here are the penalties. And they're all like cheap shots of like Leon acting like a little baby because he's, oh, amazing. yeah. So he's like slew footing guys and tripping guys from behind. And there's like this cheap shot. And then you want the Canucks to roll PP2O when you're just cheap shotting everybody. 
So I think Biaxo is standing up for talking, just saying, well, if you're going to fucking keep taking cheap penalties, we'll keep rolling out PP1. It's so funny to watch how pissy, yeah, they, pissy they get, eh? They, not only do they get pissy at losing, they get pissy at, like, the amount of, like, <laughs> we're going to be fine comments. Like, <laughs> like, Kane made a comment about, I don't know what he was talking about, but they're just so nonchalant about, like, eh, no big deal. Who cares? They yeah. they did they deserve everything that's gonna come to them when McDavid and Drysaddle leave in two years. I'm just I will never be able to cheer for those two guys. You know what? Again. I'd actually like them to stay there and both waste their entire careers. Exactly. And never, never win shit there. Yeah, same. <laughs> that would be epic. Both retire <laughs> in Edmonton, winning dick all. Oh, that'd be amazing. But I don't know, like was watching some hockey tonight, Colorado. They don't look as good. I mean, Edmonton, the last two, they made it to the final, I guess, third round, right? Yeah, when they beat us. The final eight, both of the past two seasons and lost the cup, cup winners both times. The goaltending is going to be an issue for them, but obviously we know what they're capable of offensively, especially on the power play. I'm still I'll always be concerned as long as those guys are wearing that uniform. Oh, of course. But yeah, dude. <laughs> it's so awesome to see them lose because they just sit there and whine like babies. It's incredible. It's incredible. Like Rome I've never seen like I've never seen any other star player in the NHL act the way those two do. No. Like it's just unreal. And I just don't I don't know. Can you win a championship acting like that? No. No, I don't think so. I don't think so either. <laughs> no. All right, enough of that. Uh, enough talking with the greasers. All right, man. Like through three. Like a look. I don't. Obviously, we're gonna do a podcast or a week into the season. There's some shit that's happened. We can't wait any longer. Um, I I was working late last night, so I missed some of the game. But um, through. Th- through uh three games like what is your overall take um what's your overall concern level what's your all optimism level what are the things you liked um overall concerns are obviously huberto just the scoring in general i i think one of the i think maybe everybody got a bit too like caught up in like oh everything's gonna be drastically different it's like number one teams don't play that different Number two, you have to remember, like, oh, there's a different energy around this club to start. Oh, yeah, everyone's smiling. Did you see how they Lindholm celebrated when he scored a goal? It's like, come on, like the the style of play is probably only different because noticeably different because of the personnel, which I think is a positive. Um, so you being the more youth in the lineup, more youth, more speed, but like Huska, Huska's not playing like this grandly different system than Daryl had them playing. Like it's, it's, he still always talks about pace just, and having not, the puck. He's just not berating you before, during, and after the games. He's just not calling you a complete fucking loser, failure, idiot every time you yeah. make a bad play or make a good play. Exactly. So um it's kind of just like, yeah, we'll see. Um I think the power play has looked better. I like no Lucic. I like the team speed. I'm like cautiously optimistic Huberto is finding his way, even though I bitched about him for the first 20 minutes. 
Um, some of the younger guys look good. So I think I think the Flames are what they are, unless Huberto is a difference maker, which is a bubble playoff team. If he is an elite dynamic player, then they're more than that. We've seen I mean, that through oh, three games. We'll see the rest of the year. I'm just sitting here, and it's like, not only do you not want Huberto to stink, or Huberto. We still have to listen to Greg Millen call him Huberto. Exactly. Huberto. Not only do you not want him to stink, because it's so painful to see us lose games because he stinks. Could you imagine if he was on the other shoe? It's just like, wow, this team's actually fun to watch. Yeah. Because Huberto... Plays like a ten and a half million dollar player every night. Like, is that too much to ask? Because like, this season would be so much different if he started playing elite hockey on a nightly basis. And you have to like, you have to put your stamp on these games. You have to be the guy that when you get the puck, people start shitting their pants. I just like to take me out of my seat. You know, that'd be cool. Yeah. Yes. So to finish the road trip off, what do you think? Do they win two out of the next three games? Well, they have to. They should win three. I'm going to say they win two. Okay. The most flame, they'll probably go one, one, and one, though. Yeah, probably. Stay around that 500 mark. Yep. Based on what you've seen so far, um, is this is this team gonna make the playoffs? Um, I'd say no. But <laughs> man, that's your change, eh? I'd say I'd say I'd stay. I'd say we're listen. I say we're. What was it after like three games last? After like five games, we we're like four or six games. We we're like oh, yeah, five no, and one. We said we thought we were in the cup. Yeah. So you know what? Like we're a lock for sixteenth. So we're probably like ninth in the conference. So just barely missed the playoffs. We all know we're going to finish 16th. So. Um, I still think, yeah, it'd be nice to see what are going to start here, but I think Markstrom, Markstrom thing for me looks promising. So if he can continue to build, the Hugo thing has so shown some signs of promise. I think you're right. There's a big, problem with chemistry uh, across the entire forward group and yeah the deep pairings are whack I think right now um, it's early on so you want to stay the course right you want to if you're the coach you don't want to start freaking out you got to like you let's let some things iron themselves out so it's not like you should be making adjustments every single night right now but um, that's going to be one of the storylines for me is at what point does Huska make adjustments and what are they and are they going to work? Um, and man, the power play showed so many good signs of light to start the season off and then let it lay a big egg last night. If we're if we have a deadly power play, we're making the playoffs. Period. Bore me to death at five on five all you want. Don't care. Have a deadly power play. And they should be able to, man. Yeah. Like, like they got good players that can. Should be able to execute Huberto, like fuck, dude. Like McDavid and Dryside are like the only, and maybe McKinnon are the only people to outproduce Huberto on the power play in like five years straight. Why doesn't he run the power play? I don't get it. Just do the exact same thing he was doing. 
All right. Give me his closing thoughts here. Closing thoughts? Closing thoughts. Yeah, I think my closing thought is like, hey, everybody take a deep breath. We're, we're locked for 16th. Fun times ahead. <laughs> Jonathan Huberto puts the puck behind the net to Majapani. Lidoff scores!